Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Unplugged podcast with me, Sebastian Slovent, and as always, co-host Sonia Mohammed. Hello. Hello. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome. So today we are we are going to talk about the benefits of nature. And in this episode, uh, this is going to be kind of a broad overview of the many, many benefits of nature to us as humans. Uh, we are not necessarily going to dive deep into uh, one specific study, but um, just kind of give an overview of a few different things. And for me, you know, I don't know how you feel, Sonia, but for me, it's pretty intuitive, or I understand that when I go outside on a walk or go surfing or spend some time out in the wild um, or even just walk around the block, there's something that happens and I feel different and better afterward. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, similar. And it's not necessarily the um, exercise component either. You know, it can be sitting outside or a leisurely walk. I feel like I notice a, a real difference in my, um, mostly my emotional state and clarity. Yeah, yeah. So apparently there's like, many people, well, I think we understand that this this intuitively, that nature is generally good for us. We've been hearing this forever. That nature is beneficial. Uh, but there's a lot of science actually behind it. So we're going to kind of explore a few different research articles. So this first one is from a group of researchers in Finland, um, some psychologists in Finland who basically did a study showing that people feel or began to feel psychologically restored after just 15 minutes of sitting outside in either a park or a forest. And after a short walk, these feelings increased, um, and I guess the, the the findings were they were more restored uh, in a full-on nature setting, a forest rather than a park, but it was pretty minor. Um, the difference was minor? The difference was minor, mm -hmm. correct. Yeah, what do you think about this, Sonia? I mean, I think, it, like you said, it, it certainly makes sense. It's in alignment with how... I feel or my experiences have been. Um, I appreciate the attention to like what kind of green setting. I think that's what gets sort of confusing of do I need to go, you know, onto a mountaintop in the middle of nowhere to get this? Or can I just go to a local park with some nice trees and trapes around? Um, so it's it's helpful that the study looks at that and examines that. And, and um, then also it's great that it, it shows um, while like maybe a, a, a more wilderness setting is better, you get a lot of wonderful benefits from parks as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think like at the, at the core, again, we're not hardcore researchers, but we are consumers of research, uh, not psychologists. But the core of, of this study, and I think a lot of these studies, has to do with this concept called attention restoration theory. ART for short. And you may have heard of this, but basically the concept here is that 
ART suggests that nature has specific restorative effects on the prefrontal cortex-mediated executive attention system. Mouthful. Wow. What does that even mean? Which can become depleted with overuse. High levels of engagement with technology and multitasking place demands on executive attention to switch amongst tasks, maintain task goals, and inhibit irrelevant actions or cognitions. ART suggests that interactions with nature are particularly effective in replenishing depleted attentional resources. Very interesting. What does that mean? I think it means, in simple terms, that nature is a perfect counterbalance to our increasingly distracted and uh, multitasky sort of world that we live in with tech um, and phones and apps and all the things. What yeah, yeah. Even with even without technology, um, you know, the to do list is ever growing in my mind. I feel like uh, my days become busier and busier, and everything becomes really goal goal oriented and task oriented, um, and it's exhausting. And it's wonderful that uh, you know a, a quick nature break could help mediate or mitigate that. But um, I mean, one of the things that I remember reading about. Um, attention restoration theory uh, is it it really forces you to experience things in a more bottom-up way versus a top-down and so the top-down is speaking towards this like prefrontal cortex executive functioning um, where you're task-oriented you're um, you're very you know heady very in your head operating in a cognitive space and not really um, fully attached to your body in a lot of ways and so nature um, it's, it's almost impossible to go out into nature and not have bottom-up experiences. Uh, nature is really great at engaging your senses and sort of forcing that experience. And then, um, you know, in that experience, you then sort of let go of some of these top-down things, even momentarily, which is really important um, for your mental acuity, clarity, and well-being. Well said, well said. So bottom-up is the way to be. Or to have a balance between the bottom-up and top-down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Again, I think there is, obviously, there's a place for the science and the research to, I think it's really important for many reasons. And I think it's important to um, connect with our intuition, you know, if we feel that, you know, nature is beneficial for us in any way to... um, to get out there regardless of what the the studies show. Yeah, and you have a lot of lived experience with this, you know, the using nature as a tool, um, a healthy tool. Can you talk a little bit about it? Sure, yeah. I mean, I I think growing up, for me, it was typically the ocean, and that was my place to, I would go boogie boarding or surfing, and that was my place to, um, bring balance back. And I, I felt kind of, again, re- restored using this this term uh, when I came back. And then as I got older, uh, you know, sometimes the ocean wasn't available if I was not in San Diego or um, somewhere else and found that I basically experienced the same feelings of re- restoration from a, a quick walk around the park or even a walk around the block, looking at trees, looking at birds. I think the key here is that it's really time that is um, our attention is focused on nature. Or, I mean, mine can be wandering, but not what I mean by that is not having 
earbuds in, um, you know, not not texting while you're walking, and just be fully fully engaged. You know, unplugged in in nature. I think really makes or enhances those benefits. How about you, Sonia? What's your experience of that? Very similar, I would say. Just the opportunity to step away from everything else, you know, to to just be outside. And sometimes I don't know that, again, I was doing it incredibly consciously. I would maybe be feeling overwhelmed or like I was hitting a lull in sort of productivity and I would go take a walk or, you know, my body would get stiff, you know, whatever the reason, but I go take a walk and then it would be really clear how important it was that I just did that for, you know, the rest of my day or the rest of my tasks or whatever else I was trying to achieve. Um, I think if I'm being honest, that's, that's a lot more of my experience. Now I, you know, understand that it can be used and beneficial and am a bit more conscious about it. But uh, historically for me, it's, it's more been a, you know, something moves me outside. And then once I'm out there and come back in, it's clear that that was really important and necessary and helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, we'll make a, in the show notes, we'll link, link, um, to the, the authors of this report, the, the series that we're referencing here, just to FYI. Oh yeah. Well, let's mention the the lead researcher was Lisa Tiravainen. <laughs> yeah. May have said that really wrong, but Finnish. She's Finnish, so it's hard to say. Okay. Awesome. Okay, let's look at another one. And this one looks at, this is interesting, a study by Jules Pretty and Joe Barton. I think this is out of the UK. And they... Um, basically found that doing five minutes of exercise in a green nature setting can boost mood and self-esteem. And so this is, again, this is nothing mind-blowing, but I think what they found was that um, a lot of change can happen in just a few minutes, which is pretty awesome. And uh, let's, let's, let's get into it a little more here. So it goes, for the first time in the scientific literature, we have been able to show dose response relationship for the positive effects on nature on human mental health of nature on human mental health this is a quote by uh, jules pretty and so they analyzed over a thousand people different ages genders uh, various mental health status statuses yeah basically showing that the presence of nature led to mental and physical health improvements interesting and some of the activities they looked at were walking, gardening, cycling, fishing. Fishing exercise? This is debatable. Boating? Well, it's an activity. It doesn't say exercise. <laughs> Horse riding and farming. And the greatest health changes occurred in the young and the mentally ill, although people of all ages and social groups benefited. What do you think, Sonia? Yeah, what I, what I think is really incredible about this research is that it's I mean like they said it's showing a dose response relationship and I think that's interesting because in our culture in this western culture uh, we're really interested in the idea of you know I can I can take this medicine or this supplement and I get this result and that's really beneficial for me or I know exactly what the correlation is Um, and you know, the benefits of nature 
while there's a ton of research, you know, still remain relatively abstract. Um, and we're starting to get more and more research that's showing like X number of minutes gets you this. But even that's a little bit ab abstract, right? It's like a, this idea that, oh, you'll feel better. You'll be uh, mentally or and physically healthier. Um, so I think as we move towards this dose response um, research and findings, it's going to become a lot more tangible to people. They're going to understand it in a, in a different way um, and really be able to resonate and perhaps change some behavior because of it. Yeah. And I think building on that, though, what's really interesting about this and these studies is that this is getting us, I think, closer to doctors prescribing you know, a certain amount of time in nature or you know, time in nature doing physical activity as a prescription. This is already you know, starting to happen in places, but um, it's certainly not a widespread practice. I think, you know, as this research builds, uh, there's more reason to to uh, prescribe vitamin N, nature. <laughs> no side effects, except for maybe getting bitten by a snake. There's some risks. All right. Or you can get sunburned. Who knows? Oh, yeah, you know what? This is this research is gonna, I think, change my practice a little bit. I think I'm just gonna start doing five minute workouts <laughs> in nature. I'm gonna go on. No, no, five minute surfing, boost mood and self esteem. Thirty minutes. Five minute Thirty running. minutes to get ready and down to the beach. Five <laughs> minutes per session. <laughs> thirty minutes to get back. It's more like yeah, thirty to forty. Yeah. So it's a forty five minute adventure, five minutes of surfing, but I get the benefits. That's true. You can get more benefits with more time, though. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Good point. I don't, I don't mean to be talking smack about these studies, but I can't help it. Just a little bit. No, but it's what's really useful is for people who have a... For people? For people. For people who have indoor jobs or desk jobs. True. Um, it is very useful to know that a five-minute walk outside if you've got some nature or trees or a park near you can make a world of difference for your day and your well-being you know it it helps understand that it doesn't have to be a full-on camping trip to get these benefits correct yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point and a perfect segue to our next segment which is sonia had some uh, beef with this being uh, a new NU news segment, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it as a new news. So this is a, uh, an installment of New News by Nature Unplugged. New, again, stands for NU, Nature Unplugged. Okay, we're clear. <laughs> so in this week's episode of New News, we're going to talk about micro-adventures. Yay! Yay! Okay, cool. So micro-adventures, um, this is something I think we've been talking about for a while, uh, but I, I wasn't aware that there was a term for this. And this the, the, the concept is basically... Wait, it's um, you can fit an adventure in your pocket. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what is an adventure? A physical manifestation of an adventure? I well, I don't know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Anyhow, so the concept of micro-adventures is that um, you don't need to go to some far-off place, uh, some magical land... South America to Patagonia or to Australia if you don't live there, somewhere far away to get the benefits of having adventure or nature time. The concept is you know, how can you incorporate adventure, small doses of adventure into your day to day? So it could be 
could be just a quick overnight trip during the week, you know, uh, going on a even a five minute walk, urban birding, something like that. Picnicking. Picnicking, and the concept is doing something outside of your norm and comfort zone, having this spirit of adventure um, that doesn't need to take a whole lot of time. That sounds fun. Yeah, micro adventures. It's a thing. There's a person who's who's doing this. There's someone who's kind of like big in the what's person okay alistair humphreys wow alistair humphreys i wasn't aware of alistair humphreys but i think out of the uk doing a lot of wonderful work on micro adventures he's got a website and all sorts of um, resources for how to get your micro adventures going and we'll uh, we'll link that in the show notes and then I think the idea also is to help people who maybe don't have a lot of experience in outdoor adventures or, or skill sets developed yet um, to access them. You know, not needing to know all of the like campfire basics or tent basics or, you know, have all that gear. You can still go have a micro adventure and a cool outdoor experience. Yeah. And this is the definition of micro adventures, according to Alistair. And this, this is a micro adventure is an adventure that is short, simple, local, cheap yet still fun, exciting, challenging, refreshing, and rewarding. Mm, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. And, um, and this is interesting. Maybe you all have heard of microadventures, but this is new to me. I guess the, the term is new. The concept is not. But it's an awesome concept, nevertheless. It's a good term, too. It's a super good term. <laughs> and uh, I think this is also a good segue to we're going to do a challenge this week. Ooh. Yeah, I like the enthusiasm there. The challenge this week is to go on a micro-adventure. Do you need more specifics? Maybe. So this, again, could be something that is just uh, nature-related, out of your norm, so not part of your routine, and uh, something that you can do that is short, simple, local, cheap, yet still fun and exciting. So maybe it is going on a picnic. Maybe it's taking, uh, checking out a new park in your area, uh, taking a different route on your normal walk, um, taking a little outdoor bird watching break at work instead of hypothetically a phone break. Could be a camping trip, an overnight camping trip during the week, which may be intense, but that's a micro adventure. Going, getting up early, watching the sunrise, micro adventure. Watching the sunset. Micro adventure. Last night, check this out. Last night I went surfing. I've done this a few times, but it's become more of my micro adventure practice. But I went surfing, paddled out right when the sun was going down, and I surfed into the darkness. The moon was up, so that was helpful. It was a little bit scary, but it was an awesome experience that was different than my normal deal that left me feeling all these things challenged, refreshed, rewarded. It was awesome. So do a micro-adventure in the next week. All right, well, awesome. Um, That wraps up this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we were talking today about the benefits of nature in broad terms. And, of course, this is a concept that is important to us. We're going to be looking um, at various benefits of nature and different studies and so forth as we move forward. And just want to remind you that uh, if you're looking for resources about or interested in learning more about what we do, 
please check out uh, natureunplugged.com, www.natureunplugged.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. Um, We'd love it if you took a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And you can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Um, And I mentioned the Nature Unplugged site. You can also email us directly from that site. We'd love to know if you have any any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for future shows, potential guests for future shows. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, enjoy your micro-adventure. Namaste. Bye. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.